Vasanth, hey Nitin. Uh, really excited for this conversation. Uh, congrats once again on your uh, amazing success this year. I think you've raised a couple of rounds and become much larger than a unicorn. Um, we talked about you guys a few months ago. Now it's really good to actually you know, meet you in person. I think this is the power of being able to write and engage. So really looking forward to this chat and thank you for doing this. I know the pleasure is all ours, uh, Viral, and uh, thank you so much for inviting us onto this forum. And we are avid followers of you and your channel. Uh, so, I mean, we're very excited. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, Vasanth, you were saying. Yeah, I mean, thanks thanks for doing this. Very happy to connect to both of you, Aviral and Mazin. And uh, I think look forward to a, a great 2022 for everybody. Awesome. Uh, so, you know, let's go back uh, early influences in your career. Uh, if you can talk about growing up, um, any entrepreneurial you know brushes early on in your life i know you guys have had like long careers before starting off business but you know talk about growing up uh, those influences when did you actually decide to take the plunge uh, to become a founder you know i'll 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 probably go uh, first and then you know wasant uh, also has a lot of interesting stuff as well so all, all the five founders actually have a lot of interesting background uh, so my background is that i'm a, a computer science engineer uh, graduated in 2008 from iit delhi uh, but somehow you know computer science didn't really excite me so i didn't want to sit in one place i'm a very restless individual by um, by heart it's and by mind very clear <laughs> <laughs> extremely restless so I can't sit in one place so I have to be on the move I have to be speaking to multiple people so I derive energy from others right so I, I, I love listening to others and love understanding what they have to say and uh, that that's how that's how this um, this journey actually began so after IIT I went to London uh, seven years of investment banking uh, so yeah I mean it was great but again it was not really fulfilling um, uh, the inner enthusiast or inner, inner uh, restless nature in me, right? Because for in, in investment banking or I was doing merchant trading, uh, sales and trading in the, in the credit, on the credit side. So it's not really uh, hitting that nerve that, you know, you're sitting in one place, you're, you're moving money from one place to the other, you're structuring a lot of derivatives, but ultimately it's not giving you that kick. So, uh, yeah, so, and then I finally met these extremely hungry, passionate individuals, Vasant, Ashish, Ruchi, Bhuvan, immediately fell in love with them. And uh, so literally, uh, initial idea was kuch karna hai, kuch bada karna hai, uh, B2B mein kuch karna hai. And we had no idea what we were going to be doing. Uh, so uh, I've had a, a very middle class upbringing. Um, so although my dad uh, was well off in the hospitality sector, but for me, you know, I, I wanted to do make my own name. And uh, so I, I built up. Um, so I built up my name in investment banking as well. And then I'm a British citizen on paper, but a full DC at heart. So that's what actually made me come back to India. So 2015 is when uh, the entire team came together. And it just took me one meeting with all these guys just to say, fuck it, I'm, I'm leaving everything in London and I'm coming back to India. And kuch bada karte hain, kuch fordte hain, kuch machate hain. Because that ultimately gives you the kick that no other profession can actually give you. Uh, and that's actually, you know, that's how we all found our calling. And I'm sure Vasant has a lot more to add uh, to this particular part. Yeah, as Nitin said, I think the hunger to do something very big as, uh, you know, I think one thing that sort of uh, unites us in, uh, you know, in spirit. Uh, to give you my background, obviously, uh, went to IIT Madras and I think uh, had a brush of entrepreneurship there. Tried doing something in healthcare, uh, you know, by uh, doing something for a mobile and web platform for uh, emergency requirements. Got a chance to uh, go to Stanford pitched to a few people, uh, but then also realized that I didn't know enough ops, enough dhanda, enough business to actually take it to full scale. 
the hunger to do something in i mean start something was always there uh, but then obviously believe that you need to have the skill sets associated with it so that you can sort of pull it off uh, and that's what you know sort of uh, the period in iit was uh, and then no uh, better training ground can happen to you than itc and you know a lot of respect in my heart obviously for itc and the folks who have sort of mentored us in itc uh, so itc is a quick three year experience where it tells you multiple things right one it makes you gives you a first hand experience of typical multiple b2b supply chains uh, agri manufacturing you get to understand how intermediary driven it is you get to understand that how even itc for such a large mammoth it is uh, has inefficiency in procurement so you get a first hand experience of that uh, two you also get great people leadership uh, you know in itc you grow fast you join as a management trainee within 3 years you have like 100 people reporting to you so you get to understand how it is managing teams uh, pushing kras uh, driving metrics and you know that sort of soft skill also definitely helps uh, and then uh, realize that 3 years is too long even in itc but i think the checkbox to you know basic uh, get the skill sets for uh, team building is sort of learned uh, understanding of business and industries and ops is sort of learned uh, and then uh, can't be more great full got connected to uh, nitin got connected to ashish bhuvan and ruchi and then realized that uh, what better let's do something in things that we understand things that we have little exposure to that is financial services and b2b awesome man you know you are a pretty uh, strong early team but you're also a, you know five co-founders um, how did the idea come up you know i understand it with one or two founders but with five founders aligning on the mission uh was it an idea that you know all of you had in the back of your mind and it kind of converged together so i still remember my first meeting so usme you know hum soch rahe the ki hum kya kare so there were obviously two ways to go about it right either uh, build a pure actually three ways of going about it either build a pure tech based uh, saas platform or have a b2c kind of uh, journey or have a b2b kind of journey right but we were very clear like see agar b2c karna hai to bahut zyada burn karna padega initially and then after a few years or 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 about 6 7 years down the line you may start to see some ebitda traction or uh, you know as uh, as as they put it some kind of cm1 cm2 positive traction and so on and so forth so we were not ready uh, for that we were not ready to only build a tech platform because inherently we were all sort of business focused in our in our mind ki hame dhanda generate karna hai aur day one se wo profitable hona chahiye so you know that actually made us very clear ki kuch karna hai जिसमें इनिशियल हमें प्रॉफिटेबिलिटी दिखे इनिशियल हमें स्केल भी दिखे सो वी वर वेरी फोकस्ड ऑन स्केल एंड प्रॉफिटेबिलिटी गोइंग हैंड इन हैंड सो वी वर नॉट रेडी टू कॉम्प्रोमाइज either of them so that actually you know made us uh, align towards a particular fact that yes b2b b2b is the only way to go if you go b2c or d2c or because d2c wasn't a buzzword uh, during 2014 15 and so on and so forth so we didn't want to go down the b2c way maybe the amazon flipkart jabong mintra way um, uh, there was then again the uh, the saas platforms which are coming up not very strong but yeah the, the saas play was there in india so we wanted to build that b2b wala part clearly because you know wasn't had this manufacturing experience project experience i had a little bit of finance experience although i'm not using that finance experience over here but i had a very strong you know a structural structuring experience and you know how to scale things up uh, rapidly um i had built a book from 0 to 100 million uh, in a matter of 2 years uh, in in london uh, so that experience i had ashish obviously had this uh, uh, vc experience as well as mckinsey experience ruchi with her old with her entire financial services experience and over with the tech experience so we had this kind of experience that actually uh, we were ripe for doing something uh, in the b2b sector so we were very sure in our minds that hame b2b ke andar hi kuch karna hai and we don't want to go down the the burn route we don't want to go down the pure tech route because none of us are pure techies at heart apart from 
Bhuvan, right? All four uh, understand a lot of dhanda, and Bhuvan actually gives a lot of that tech boost to us. Uh, in the whether it's a backend now, uh, a lot of the frontend is is uh, is tech as well uh, for us because we're doing a lot of tendering services, we're doing a lot of matchmaking uh, for for tenders, and we're doing a lot of uh, uh, client acquisitions through. Uh, Tech as well, but that wasn't at that point of time our our, our uh, sort of you know USP. So our USP was always core dhanda. So that actually got us driven towards the B two B part. No, that makes sense. And um, you know, I've I've read this uh, conversation that Ashish had had where he mentioned he got rejected seventy three times. I'm not sure if that's true, but uh, <laughs> uh, how how were uh, the early days? Were there challenges in financing fundraising? I mean, you guys had very strong backgrounds. Obviously, Ashish also had been a VC before. Uh, so interestingly, we were very clear. We wanted to do B two B. Why B two B? Because I think in life the winners are always the contrarian op- uh, optimists. And when everyone was doing B two C in 2015, we were like, "Ye nahi karenge." Things that we understand a little bit, we will do, which is uh, basically B two B. And B two B, maybe it was not like B two B is such a large market that you can do logistics in B two B, you can do marketing in B two B, you can do manufacturing. Whether you can literally do anything in B two B. Now, how do we start with? Was more a logical extension of what we basically knew. मतलब I T C में project procurement में steel aggregate करके we were very good at procurement. Sort of try building a business around that uh, in the first years of our business. So it was more a natural extension of what skill sets, network, and uh, you know experience we had to sort of build it down. Now, uh, I think what interestingly happened for us in, in the first couple of years, we realized that yes. Uh, raw material B2B is a 500 billion dollar market, extremely fragmented, intermediary driven. There is enough profit pool uh, to bring technology and bring scale to build a beautiful business. But I think logically, what we also realized, and I think everything came through a lot of first principles uh, thinking, that we realized that you can't build a large B2B platform without having a layered financing, uh, you know, piece also on top of it. Now, uh, because you realize that in any in B2B. any transaction has a layer of credit associated with it any service is given on credit any uh, service is taken on credit which means b2b is embedded with credit at every level and for you to extract the value associated in any b2b business you need to have the b2b business with a layered credit business and i think that was a very uh, natural The realization that hit us as we were, do, you know, sort of learning the business and uh, you know doing it hands-on. So uh, I think two years after the business, we realized that hey, now we are not building two businesses. We are building a commerce business and we are building a lending business. And I think that reflects, uh, you know, Ashish's uh, comment that you know we got in, uh, rejected by a few investors because it was very obvious, right? They were like, "Boss, you are solving two very large problems, two independently large problems." and you are telling me that you are going to solve both better than everyone else and i think that's the challenge that uh, you know we faced the other thing is the businesses that we were solving is a very indian business this problem of trade credit intermediary uh, you know uh, does not exist probably in global markets maybe a little bit in china maybe a little, uh, in most the asian developing markets but definitely not in the developed markets so there wasn't a immediate global equivalent of someone who had solved a great lending and a, a, a commerce piece uh, you know when it came in b2b so then you know not being able to have a global equivalent uh, always looks at you as you know what are you aspiring for and i think those were uh, you know the uh, you know sort of challenges we have and that reflects uh, where there was at some point in time not as much interest but then how we were able to prove that the synergy across both the ability to build profitability the ability how both of them ensure that our uh, 
like we don't have a cost of customer acquisition the beauty of having these two businesses we make money on even acquiring the customer leave alone ltv of the customer uh, and i think the proof is in the pudding right so the moment we were able to take these businesses to some level of scale people were able to understand the synergy of these businesses and also how they can become independent mammoth business uh, businesses in itself and i think that's when the investor interest sort of uh, increased uh you know sort of after that you know uh, aviral actually i'll build on vasan's point so kai log kehte hain ki dhande ke andar hame credit dena nahi hai because credit is actually a a bane uh, or it, it's sort of like a thorn in the flesh right for us we think very differently we say that hame credit actually dena hai because credit is the hook that actually gets customers onto your platform again and again and again right and obviously there is a screening process for credit obviously you can't give credit to each and every one but for for us credit is the foundation on which we build this company credit it will remain um, the, uh, the the core principle of uh, trading that we do distribution that we do or any other services that we do it will remain a core focus so that hame actually ulta hai so we don't actually like customers who pay in advance right because the customer who pays in advance may be yours today and may not be yours tomorrow right if he gets a even a paisa discount somewhere else he jump I'm just taking a lot of these B2C platforms. So if I get a rupee uh, discount, uh, let's say on uh, one B2C platform versus the other, without naming anyone, I will obviously buy from the other one, right? So there's no moat. But however, if the other one is offering me six months interest-free credit, uh, I am even if I get let's say twenty rupees cheaper and my entire IRR is less than about four percent or five percent, I will obviously consider the guy giving me interest-free credit for six months because that's the hook. because a man i'm staggering my cash flows over a period of time and second i'm basically you know getting it effectively cheaper in on on the other place so credit is the hook that we realized uh, that actually uh, brings the both both the uh, brings this all uh, together so that's uh, that's that's what we love i mean uh, so that's that 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 the customer that the investors failed to realize initially that yes this can be a huge uh, um, uh, problem to solve along with the trading and distribution uh, if you involve credit as well because earlier uh, we were not uh, able to convince them easily or they were not getting convinced easily yes that this can be a huge business uh, opportunity i'll just add to one more point to nitin so i'll give you a classic example of the network effect that sort of brings it right so say we work with a customer and we supply uh, you know material to one particular customer uh now as and say because of this we make payment to a particular supplier the moment we make a payment to a particular supplier organically without even reaching out to the supplier the supplier calls and says sir aap kon ho mere customer ke liye aap payment kar rahe ho wow i have 10 more other customers who need credit i will supply the material and we can have an arrangement between uh, each other but i will connect you to 10 other customers because you are solving my pain point of giving credit so why not i connect you to more customers so i think the combination of both brings in such large network uh, you know effects which is what we were saying ki cost of customer acquisition hi nahi hai profit hai har order mein paisa banate first customer acquisition mein bhi paisa banate that the combination gives you great stickiness and network effect because today we are solving for both the buyer and the supplier not for just one of them it's an amazing insight and actually is a good segue into our topic which is building at the intersection of commerce and finance and you guys have spoken about this a bit but i want to take a step back and help us understand how did now it seems so obvious right like okay there's this network effects and you but it, it's really not obvious like, like you know back then when you're starting and it was not obvious to vcs as well how did you come to that realization like how did you know um and i know you dabbled in many different industries as well what made you zero in on these two specifically see my belief is that uh, see a b2b is so large and so varied and so uh, uh, nuanced 
uh, that you know often successful b2b businesses are built uh, you know as vertical businesses because every nuance yeah. of a garment business is different from the nuance of a fruit and vegetable business is different from the nuance of a uh, you know manufacturing business for automobile say so everything is very nuanced but that if you want to build a horizontal business catering to b2b the only common horizontal has to be raw material has to be lending everything else is a horizontal where you can scale and penetrate across segments across categories across supply chains uh, because that's the only horizontal that's there uh, and sort of you know that realization came to us why raw material fundamentally because we realized that the same steel which is itself a 100 billion dollar market would be the steel that goes to a, a you know a manufacturer of an ac to one who makes your uh, roads and your bridges and also to the same guy who's uh, you know making automobiles right extremely three different business segments but what's common you become a raw material supplier to all of them and hence you get entry access into larger ecosystems secondary for us also to add to it is financing today when you want to enter disparate businesses large macro markets financing helps you to sort of enter that because working capital for uh, raw material which is 80% of anyone's cost is a problem in every supply chain uh, and you know we uh, we realized that if you want to build something big to solve vertical specialized supply chain the only two horizontals that exist are raw material and financing and we sort of dabbled in on both you know that that makes a lot of sense and now i would like to talk about each business individually um on on the like commerce side uh, as you call it you're working with was it nine different industries maybe more uh more how now. did you guys like did it's you go one industry at a time was that much more <laughs> yeah so yeah. how how did you how did you do that i mean like you know i've spoken about it's so different for each industry you have unicorns building just for one specific industry no, actually uh, you know i actually differ a little masen it's not very different if you look at the entire industry construct right so if you look at different industry constructs it's actually very very similar yaar so ultimately what happens is that you got a uh, let me let me talk about textiles right so textiles mein kya hota hai there is cotton cotton then gets converted into let's say a yarn a yarn then gets converted to let's say a fabric a fabric then gets converted into a garment a garment either is sold by a mintra or it's sold by a dmart or it's sold in the gt market right now let's yeah. uh, let's pick up uh, uh, atta or let's pick up roti right so yeah. it's wheat which is grown by farmers it is then uh, transported uh, supplied by traders or arthias or whoever to flour mills who manufacture atta atta is then either sold to dmart or it's sold to a flipkart or it's sold into a gt market it is bought by people and then you ultimately make a roti right that's that's it now if you if you if you talk let's say about steel now steel mein kya hota hai there is ultimately scrap steel or there is iron billets or there is iron ore which is taken by let's say a manufacturer like sail converted into tmt billets then transported by a trader to let's say a manufacturer such as a dilip bilcon who is uh, doing infra projects and supplied to government of india right in the form of roads right mm-hmm. now uh, if i take the other side the other side is basically a steel manufacturer takes steel he converts them into let's say operation uh, theaters or not operation theaters operation uh, beds or uh, sinks and so on and so forth and supply to a hospital right so ultimately if you look at the entire construct it's the same ultimately ek jagah paisa government se aana hai ek jagah paisa aapka mnc se aana hai ya ek jagah paisa aapka market se aana hai in the form of gt so hmm. it's not very different the entire industry uh, uh, or any industry that you pick up has a very very similar construct has a very very similar payment cycle has a very very similar overall structure so it's not very different so we started with steel because you know ultimately you start wherever your network is and you know because we were very lucky to have a few people from itc back us initially along with matrix uh, one of them was mr sanjeev rangras so he was based out of guntur guntur is where we started our journey 
there were a lot of builders building projects because uh, it was a new capital region being developed right so people were moving from hyderabad to guntur and uh, they were they were building and a lot of builders were building projects over there they were buying steel from local dealers and local dealers were sourcing it from hyderabad or from far away places in andhra so ultimately we said yaar ye dealers jo hain they are making 10% profit and ultimately we say we told all these uh, we went door to door and we told all these builders that listen allow us to source steel and we will source the best uh, best possible uh, uh, steel for you at the best possible price so we started sourcing from hyderabad we started sourcing from vaisak and we started sourcing from as far as delhi if you can imagine right even the logistics included delivered price of steel in the south was cheaper than what the distributors were providing so we said there is a lot of scope there is a lot uh, so whatever said and done uh, there is a lot of uh, 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 there is a lot of asymmetry in terms of pricing and we can actually capture this market so we started off with steel then we realized you know there are other products uh, that uh, that that a contractor uses or uh, one who's building rails roads and bridges he needs cement also he needs bitumen also he needs aggregates also um, and he needs uh, aluminum also in some particular case so we started with all of those then we realized okay what about other industries and these other uh, industries started during covid kyunki covid actually was a was a good time for business because it gave a good three months for us just to sit down when duniya band padi thi where we actually got a time to think and start you know ki aur kya kar sakte hain how can we actually take it to the next level so we started our textile business during covid where we realized that yes this entire yarn and fabric and stuff can be a huge business then we started our agri business which is now about 25 30% of our entire business where we were doing aggregation of uh, non perishable agri commodities financing over there and uh, all this we started and plus you know commerce we've extended to such a level that not only raw materials even in finished goods there's a huge market for even finished goods yaar so finished goods mein kya hota hai ki let's say uh, one of our smes is manufacturing i i mentioned operation tables right now operation tables he is one guy he can market to let's say a fortis or a max but he can't market to a south wala party uh, or south wala hospital sitting out of faridabad in in the north we started doing that as well we said there's a huge market for that we started marketing the finished goods as well so we realized it's a huge game it's a huge game not only for raw materials even for finished goods in in all areas right in food steel aluminum everything so that's how no. that's how we began the commerce business and we started a lot of verticals but i mean and, and fair enough okay the similarities are on a macro level across industries but you still need to build a network you still need to build a customer base uh how did you guys do that perhaps it was just this flywheel that you had generated of uh people going out and referring your product yeah yeah so i think uh, you know the flywheel that we said of the supplier network flywheel is extremely strong right as the example that you said for every customer that we source uh, we make a payment or facilitate transactions from so many suppliers through our platform that supplier becomes an organic lead for us who gives us more customers so that becomes a natural flywheel itself uh so every customer gives us another customer right that's how, how beautiful these networks are uh, the second part is that a large is to attributed to our tech platform bit assist and i think that makes our customer acquisition engine uh, you know uh, po- positive right uh, so we have a platform called bit assist which sort of aggregates and puts down every government tender that exists uh, in india on a single solution now the reality is that uh, this is a behavior that has already been adopted by the sme you're not trying to get a culture change today an sme is probably not going to online going online to search for steel or search for credit but he definitely is going online to search for tender opportunities to grow his business because all governments on their independent portals over the last 10 years have been asking every sme to do this do this so you're not changing any customer behavior by doing this now what we did is bid assist that sort of built out of 
puts all these tenders together on a single uh, platform and tells them that hey we'll help you bid for these tenders uh, beautifully now bid assist itself today has more than 10 lakh smes and becomes our customer acquisition engine for us to the point that say there is a customer today who is bidding for a drdo defense tender imagine that our ability to reach out to him is so curated and so temporal temporarily right that we will call him and say ki sir hum dekh rahe hain ki aap drdo tender ke liye bid kar rahe hain which means you definitely need lot of stainless steel to supply for this drdo tender which means drdo will also pay you in say 120 days after uh, you supply that solution to them why not we provide these two solutions also to you so uh, the ability where we are not changing a customer behavior uh, guys are used to going online for tenders and we temporarily and the right time reach out to them is also you know what uh, makes us reach out organically to so many customers so that's a 15 lakh sme network that's already built and every customer acquisition gives us a supplier and customer which will anyway give us more so that's typically the tech plus our organic flywheel that sort of keeps adding amazing it's just amazing to you and plus uh, is buffer time to transition into the other business uh, the the finance business that you guys have built uh, i mean <laughs> when you said it, it it sounds you know like like you went out to kind of build these two large businesses and and do it better than everyone else and you're really doing it better than everyone else i believe you have overlap in the middle as well between these two businesses because they're not sort of you know independent of each other and they're building on each other's uh, 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 networks as well. That's a that's a great part. I, I think that's the key. It's, it's that you have the same network. It's the same group of people, and and you are and they're referring each other, and you're kind of going back around. Yeah. Uh, but my question was, so how 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 did you guys do it? How did you get such low NPAs, and and what are you guys doing differently? Yeah. So I think uh, you know a couple of points that are very important. I think the first reason we do it is attributed to the product itself. Uh, our product, working uh, purchase finance, which is our uh, you know largest product out there. Uh, is such a beautiful project that it sort of controls the end use uh, we give credit lines at, or credit limits to a customer but all the material uh, against this credit limit the material supply is sort of controlled managed by us so we never transfer money into the customer's account itself uh, we provide a credit limit against which we monitor the end use so fundamentally what happens is our control over the end use and the supply chain uh, is extremely large number 2 uh see typically if you see post covid or any of this uh, you know typically in lending anyone who has a low touch engagement with a customer who's far away from the customer who has given a loan once and probably does not interact or interface with the customer on a frequent basis is the one who's most away from the customer and you know the one who's obvi- uh, you know easily to shocks that might happen to the ecosystem for us our interaction with the customer is so high touch because they come to our platform to renew the credit facility to buy material on a weekly biweekly monthly bimonthly basis so our engagements with the customer are so high touch that we understand their operational behavior and transaction data on a weekly basis we understand when their procurements are high we understand when their procurements for low for example even pre covid when there was a slowdown in automobile even before anyone else was able to understand that we were able to feel the slowdown because we understood their purchase behavior of many of these customers their repayment behavior sort of got delayed this is even much before even covid happened this is the 2019 period where there was a slowdown in auto uh, so our nature of product which is not the conventional business loan product that's there in the market ki loan deke chala gaya is not the product our high touch engagement sort of ensures that you know we are able to uh, constantly monitor the behavior and health of our customer 
and i think npa at some level are also an intent of the customer's ability to prioritize who is going to pay uh, among the cash flow that he has now we are not only a discovery platform for them we are obviously a lender to them but we are also giving them material which is 80% of his cost at the cheapest possible rate so the intent of the customer to prioritize us because raw material ke bagair uska business hoga hi nahi his business won't continue is also very high that in the you know in the hierarchy of needs our hierarchy of needs in lending we re, we you know sort of stay up there in his priority on who is going to uh, you know uh, you know work towards and lastly i would say it's also consciously the customer base that we have chosen uh, india may sme becomes a very abused word because sme may everything gets covered under an sme msme segment we have consciously said that we will lend to only two segments which is manufacturing and contracting and typically not the new to credit customers who, who are who don't have a relationship at all but more the mid corporate or the scaled smes so that's a conscious business decision we have uh, you know from day one taken uh, and what has happened in covid is that unfortunately while the smaller new players the informal market have sort of withered away <clears throat> the customer base that we target the mid market the mid corporate the scaled smes have actually today are flushed with orders because of lack of supply from the smaller end because the smaller smes uh, going away that now we realize that there is so much more we can also engage with them uh, and all these factors put together are npas including write offs is at that 1 which something is you know proud of and uh, i i can't uh, disagree to one more fact here i think it's fundamental ethos that we believe that lending is a business of collection first if you believe you can collect from this customer you have a capability to underwrite this customer a capability to uh, underwrite him much better than anyone else that's when you should lend and i think that fundamental ethos that we are in a business of collection and not in a business of giving money uh, is i think there penetrated across the thousand folks that we sort of have i love it that was just packed with insights uh, that was amazing and now i have a question that i actually want to get both of your opinions on so maybe nitin will start with you uh, you guys have a very unique approach to to hiring and and, and building a team uh, you've you've built uh, products at scale with very small teams uh, you've also taken a very unconventional approach uh, so how did you guys come up with this <laughs> Yeah, so we, you know, like like everyone, we've experimented, but uh, we've actually, you know, uh, with each experimentation, we failed fast, and then stuck onto something that was actually working, right? So what actually worked for us is that you hire extremely early into a person's uh, career, and then you let them grow with the organization and give them enough and more responsibility so that they feel that they're an entrepreneur themselves and they are entrepreneurs in their own rights, and give them the freedom to perform. so what we realize is that you know the more industry folks that you hire or the more people that you hire who have got uh, 10 years of or 15 years of experience they come with a lot of baggage so they're not able to think freely they're not able to think disruptively they're not able to think out of the box and they're not able to visualize the problem with a very very free mind so we love hiring from people uh, people from you know colleges uh, direct from mba colleges giving them enough and more space to outperform Uh, in their respective areas and there are few people and not few people actually there are so so 80% of our workforce or 85% of our workforce is straight out of college right most of them uh, most of them joined us uh, within a couple of months uh, you know if if not directly out of college 
so they they went somewhere else uh, and they and then they they realized that the peers out here at off business were learning so so much more they were learning about actual danda they were learning ab- about how different industries work because we are not married to just one industry we work across industries so they get a lot of exposure so they bought in their uh, peers as well so that's how that's how we managed to attract the best of the talent so our hiring philosophy uh, was very clear we don't want to hire too many industry experts we want to rely on those freshers who come with a very fresh brain go on to the ground and and just get us dhanda from the ground and they 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 think and they they're able to bust their asses uh, you know because they're at the beginning of their career and we give them enough space they we give them enough ownership uh, that that they are willing to go to the next level so that's what we did and that's that's what actually magically worked worked for us all across right so uh, uh that's that's something that i think we will stick by uh, uh that that philosophy is something that we will stick as we keep scaling so we scaled from uh, 0 to uh, uh, 5 billion uh, uh, through that philosophy and i'm sure 5 to 50 will be a very very similar philosophy so we don't want to disturb that uh, that ethos that we've created in the organization uh, like how you know just to add to a point to what nithina so beautifully said today our uh, entire north lending business is headed by someone a 2017 grad who joined us from IIM Rohtak our entire corporate finance and investor relationship is again uh, one of the people who have joined us in 2017 uh, is taken care by them our entire commerce business which is a 800 crore per month business uh, is today uh, uh, taken by a, a mba uh, pass out 2017 again from fms uh, and if you look at uh, some of the best Uh, organizations that's been built out today an ipc today an asian paints today a unilever all of them have uh, you know are very similar in ethos where it is uh, join immediately after college and grow to the uh, grow to the ranks and i think that's in principle what we also want to follow and our attrition rate you know is 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 basically probably the lowest in the industry it's about 1% or less than 1% in fact uh, uh, ac- across across uh, uh, sales ops finance tech uh, you you name uh, uh, any department it's it's less than 1% i mean that's that's because that's that's the ethos that we created we get them young and we really uh, uh, give them the space to perform you know like wasan was saying there's a 2020 uh, graduate who is basically heading uh, our entire uh, grains business uh, which which is basically approximately 10 to 15% of the entire company's revenue he's he's heading it and he's doing it independently i mean that's that's unimaginable to uh, to visualize that uh, th- this guy is just one year out of college has so much maturity you know that that that's something that uh, we will stick by and that's something that's really worked for us wow i mean i think just even doing these as a as a thought process without even having run the experiment is requires a lot of guts i think you guys have are reaping the benefits it's crazy i mean the last story is is out of the world so a person who has like one year of experience is, is contributing to 10 15% of top line wow so, I mean, the best part is that people who are sitting there right i mean he he obviously has not met everyone because of covid so he speaks over the phone and the person on the other side says yeah sir you've been doing this for 10 15 years so aapko experience hoga to aap bataiye <laughs> and that and that guy also answers ha sir mere experience aise karna chahiye and that actually turns out to be true right and, and you know he stays with so much confidence because he's he's gone ahead with a very free mind he doesn't have those past baggages and he knows and he studied all the history and you know what has happened and he he's coming afresh so he's not sitting like on a gaddi or something that normal grain traders uh, are sitting on he is basically taking a car driving from pune all the way to indore indore to ujjain ujjain to the ujjain to punjab punjab to uh, rajasthan and he did this uh, all within 20 days he was on the road he met each and each and every uh, big trader he met farmers 
समझ आया दैट्स अंड ऑफ स्पिरिट दैट यू नीड एंड यू कैन एक्सपेक्ट दैट स्पिरिट फ्रॉम लेट्स फिफ्टीन और ट्वेंटी ईयर एक्सपीरियंस गाय ऑलवेज राइट बट यू कैन ऑलवेज एक्सपेक्ट दिस स्पिरिट फ्रॉम अ fresh guy so that's that's yeah. that's what love about uh, the new newcomers yeah and what's your team size today as a total uh, org i i think total org would be close to about 920 people as of today uh, close to that um, plus minus 10 people and uh, you know across businesses uh, I, i i guess uh, financing business would be close to about 200 250 odd people commerce business uh, 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 yeah uh, would be close to a similar amount and then we have the tech team and the finance team and so on and so forth yeah. yeah i think commerce enabling credit enabling commerce that was the insight i got when you guys were speaking it it's it's crazy like how somebody uh, comes and gets financed by you guys and says hey you know what get these guys on the platform and so flywheel that just continues to turn And, and you know there are many people who we financed initially without having aggregation in mind and now we are starting to supply material to them you wo kehte hain ki hame ye bhi de do aap so we start doing a little bit of electronics as well for them right so that's yeah. how we are building these new supply chains so we getting into newer and newer supply chains yeah i mean this this full stack approach i i guess is most well known with alibaba where they just like went all across uh, i know you guys are doing it on the b2b side they also i think did it on the b2b side uh, it's possible to build a very big डिस्कवर्स Now then he thinks of traders. वो कहेगा मैं trader को अगर raw material के लिए पैसे वापस कर देता हूँ, वो मुझे दोबारा raw material नहीं देने वाला है, right? Mm-hmm. Because he will be shit scared that it's COVID and then my money has come back. Let me keep the money. Let not let me not do any more business. Right. Now he prioritizes us because you know we give him that uh, that breathing space. We keep that credit rolling. We believe in that guy because you know we go by books. We don't go by face. We don't go by only relationship. so we keep that credit rolling we give him that that leeway that listen we will give you an extended credit period it's fine and plus we will rotate that capital within your system we're not taking away capital away from your system so he's much more comfortable paying us and doing business with us so usko darr nahi laga rehta hum uske paise leke bhag jayenge hamare paise hain ultimately but hum paise leke you know we'll take it out of the system and run away and not uh, look back at him so that comfort level he has with us and that's why he prioritizes us over the traders over other nbfcs who give long term loans so that's the uh, that's the hook that we have and that's the relationship we have with the customer and that's why npas are so low right no i think the incentives are aligned and uh, vasan mentioned that you are in a collection business not a, a distribution business i think that's bang on and i, I and i agree um the 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 way it's been structured i think it just makes sense everybody is uh, operating in each other's best interest that principal agent problem that exists i think you guys have solved for it very well um so cool uh, i think the final question that we ask which we ask all our guesses um and why this is called founders unfiltered is what's one piece of unfiltered feedback that you received either as you know an entrepreneur or in your career that really changed the way you look at things and you know more brutal more honest uh, would be great it could be given by someone who's like a customer as well um they you know you were pretty shocked but it was true so um any of you can go first wasan why don't um, you to be honest yeah so uh, i think one thing that uh, i mean it's more a uh, i think philosophy earlier on that we sort of ingrained and this came back by 
see we see a lot of our customers smes build uh, fine businesses right whether it is across manufacturing businesses uh, the reality is that a lot of them build great businesses with great profit pools uh, and the brick and mortar segments that we operate in are always an inspiration for us uh, because we believe that at some layer you know one strong uh, india overrates uh, you know india overrates something like jugad and i think jugad is the most overrated uh, thing in the world i think short term <laughs> wins for long term uh, is is celebrated in india and uh, we are fundamentally against that uh, and i think that's a uh, that's by working with our customers in you know traditional uh, boringnesses we also have a need for consistency discipline prabana uh, marwadi mindset uh, and you know actually build something that's sustainable and not just build something for uh, you know short term Uh, because if you ask me or nitin uh, we will tell you that in in a b2b business gmv is not even a metric it should not even be monitored because the market size is so large ki kuch bhi matlab you can anyway get any gmv in a b2b business the metric that you should monitor in a b2b business is what is your profit pool and how are you able to increase it over time so india mein problem ye ho chuka hai ki i think an advice to everyone that we follow and we like to give is that don't build for jugad build i mean have fun building something that will last long and you should build something where this is a real mood uh, and i think that's counter to uh, you know uh, hack growth hacking and the other uh, silicon valley trades that we try to uh, sort of imbibe in and i think that's something that uh, you know we believe in yeah nitin anything else so yeah two cheeze jo maine seekhi hain and that i uh, really live by is that agar kuch socho to usko massive socho right never think of uh, you know building something ki i will be, okay let me build a 5 crore business then i'll take it from there let me build a 10 crore business always solve for building building a billion or a 2 billion or a 10 billion dollar business then only at the beginning you'll get the processes right you will start thinking big and you will start thinking at that end goal if you start thinking the, about 5 crore business or a 10 crore business you will never ever be able to reach that uh, long term uh, vision of yours and so always think big always think and i'm talking about entrepreneurs and i'm talking to new entrepreneurs always think big always think have that final goal in mind and really go for it right so there's no half hearted approach that mai ye dekh leta hu ye nahi chala to fir mai plan b soch lunga plan b nahi hua to mai plan c soch lunga this never actually works have a plan b and have a massive plan a uh, so that actually you know i would uh, love to advise and just go for it with all your heart like just go all in all in uh, don't go half stack or don't go quarter stack just go full stack all in i mean that's 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 my fundamental philosophy that i, I abide by and then uh, you know i always like to tell people to abide by that as well so that's how uh, that's how you'll be able to uh, get to uh, where you really want to get to in the fastest possible time awesome and second the second philosophy you know is you know think win win for everyone around you so uh, that's something that i've learned over a period of time so never think that you know i will get uh, above by crushing the other i think that never works so we in india we we are obviously actually believe that you know india was never built by one india was built by many and these many smes so we never think of you know going ahead by crushing someone else we all think of making sure that our suppliers our partners our stakeholders our investors everyone has to win Uh, suppliers buyers partners whoever even if you are doing uh, some kind of partnership with someone everyone has to win and uh, including ourselves including our customers including our suppliers so as soon as you start thinking that 
मैं सप्लायर को चूस लूंगा उसको खत्म कर दूंगा एंड आई विल गेट अड आई गेट द बेस्ट प्राइसिंग यू नो दैट इज अ वेरी शॉर्ट टर्म थिंकिंग दैट एक्चुअली डजेंट रियली वर्क इन द लॉन्ग टर्म दैट्स माई फंडामेंटल फिलोसफी दैट आई लर्न ओवर दीज पास फाइव सिक्स ईयर्स इन इन टू माई जर्नी अमेजिंग आई थिंक वेरी वेरी डीप एंड फिलोसफिकल एंड टू आर कॉन्वर्जेशन थैंक यू सो मच Thank you so much for tuning in to Founders Unfiltered. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Join us next week for another episode of AJVC Unfiltered where we talk about our latest piece 